and understanding your own triggers prior to postpartum so that you can be aware and really try to practice that mindfulness and intention and looping your support systems in on that. Hey, if you start seeing X, Y, and Z behaviors, check in on me. Hey everyone, and welcome to yet another episode of Entering Motherhood, a podcast dedicated specifically to new moms going through this amazing journey in life. I'm your host, Sarah Bilger, a postpartum nutritional coach slash mechanical engineer. And as always, I'm so excited to be here with you and share all the information I've been lucky enough to obtain since becoming a mom. In this episode, we talk with Jesse about how we can begin planning for our postpartum so that we feel more supported and prepared once baby is here. Hello and welcome to Entering Motherhood. I am so happy to have you here today and get this conversation going. So how about you start off by introducing yourself? Hey, Sarah. So my name is Jessie, and I am a postpartum empowerment coach. I really focus on helping moms exchange surviving for thriving through focusing in on the recovery plans that really incorporate nourishment, um, bonding with their little one, and really putting them and their healing at the center of their postpartum transformation. Um, so I really, I, I love doing that. It's my jam. Everything postpartum I am passionate about, especially when it comes to postpartum nutrition. Um, I'm also a certified lactation counselor and evidence-based support and education when it comes to the lactation process is something I'm very passionate about. So I do a lot of that work as well. Um, and recently, I also went through um, gaining my certification in perinatal mental health. So that's another really big aspect of the perinatal timeframe that I try to support moms in. So that's kind of who I am and what I do. <laughs> awesome. So how about you give us a little bit of an insight on what motherhood was like for you initially and where that journey has led as since? Yes, absolutely. So I think for so many of us who get into this, field of work, really, it's from our own experience and things that we've experienced. And that was very much my case. Um, when I gave birth to my first son five years ago, I had done all the things when it came to preparing for my birth. I had my birth plan figured out to the T. I did all the research, took all the classes, did everything. And I felt super prepared for the birthing side of things. And then my birth came and it was a fairly routine birth. I don't feel like I had any really traumatic experience from the birthing side, but everything after was super unexpected for me. Um, I really struggled with breastfeeding and that was what was traumatic for me in my experience because that was something that I had really planned on doing and just was so passionate about being able to do. And I struggled like really hard. And um, I even remember in the recovery room in the hospital, I was so exhausted. I had a longer labor and I was induced. So there were a lot of interventions and stuff like that, that I didn't really understand how that would affect my breastfeeding and my healing afterward. And so I was just exhausted and I could not get my son to latch. And I was so 
um, just drained and I could not move my arms properly. And my husband was taking a well-deserved break sleeping and I just felt so alone and I just didn't know what to do. And I was so upset that I accidentally dropped my little one on my lap. He fell like probably three inches, you know, but it was a moment where I just felt so much shame. And I felt like, why isn't this coming easier for me? You know, and just like something was broken inside of me. And that really set up our breastfeeding journey um, in a way that was unexpected. And um, it really was hard. (laughs) It was really hard to get on a good track then to um, establish a good routine. And that really, I believe, led to my postpartum anxiety and postpartum depression that I suffered with with my firstborn. And it was a really long journey. And I had a lot of shame and um, stigmatized beliefs around my mental health. And so I didn't talk to anybody about it. I really hid it for a long time. Um, And in fact, it took me a year to get help finally from my doctor um, and to get into a better place. And so really that experience is what set me up to want to help other moms in their postpartum timeframe because so much focus as it should go into birth, but we don't, it's like an afterthought when it comes to postpartum. And so I wanted to do things different with my second and I did. I hired a postpartum coach. I focused in on my nutrition um, and I even became certified in lactation so that I could understand the breastfeeding process better and be able to support myself and other moms. And so I I really had a beautiful journey and a healing experience with my second birth because of all of that. (laughs) So that's That's how I got into this field. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. You know, and it's crazy because I think those of us that have gone through these sort of traumatic experiences or things that are going on that we really just didn't quite expect, we are thrown into this, you know, like you said, like shame and, and feeling brokenness and why can't I do this? And like, I'm not doing enough or, or what's going on here. And like you said, it took you so long to even talk about it. And I think, you know, now being on the other side, we're like, why didn't we talk about it? Why did we feel so much shame? There was nothing. Re- yeah, you dropped your baby on your lap. Like, I remember there was one time that I was so tired. I was nursing my baby, Rosie. She's my firstborn. And like, I'm holding her, nursing her. And I fell asleep. I fell asleep holding her. And I woke up like all startled. I have no idea how long I had been asleep for, but I was terrified. I was like, oh my gosh, what if I dropped her? What if something happened? Like we were laying in bed, propped up with pillows. Like she was perfectly fine. Like nothing happened. But all those like, you know, oh, what if this could have happened? What if that would have happened? Like, I'm such a bad mom because I did that. And it's like, no, like, you're tired, you're exhausted, you're staying up like every hour, there's all these things that are factoring in going on. And if we just give ourselves that grace of we're learning, we're adjusting, we're doing the best that we can, it's gonna be that much easier of a transition to really flow through. And if we don't have, you know, people that are able to recognize that maybe we're struggling with these things and we're afraid to talk about it or, you know, reach out to somebody about it, they're not going to know. Like somebody isn't tapping into your brain and reading your mind. And like, sometimes we think, you know, why doesn't my husband or my partner recognize that I'm struggling here? 
you know, why don't they know? Like, why don't my friends call me and help me with this or that? You know, like we start to think like they should notice this because it's so relevant and huge to us that we just think like, oh, it should be so obvious to them. But if we're not speaking up, if we're not talking about it, I really do believe like they aren't going to know those things. So like you said, with your second, like getting that postpartum coach and getting things in place to know beforehand, like I might be struggling when I get to that period. You know, like we hire doulas, we have our doctors or midwives and everything for this birth. We know that we're going to need assistance bringing our baby into this world, but we forget that in postpartum, we need that support as well. We're going to be just as much in that, you know, brain fog, mom brain, whatever you want to call it. And if we're not being proactive and setting these things into place, it could just fall through the cracks. And it's nothing that we did wrong. It's nothing, you know, that we're doing that we shouldn't be doing. It's just natural. It's normal, you know, occurrences. And like, I totally feel like nutrition, setting that in place, you know, prepping your meals beforehand or or having someone bring you things that are going to help you, that is also key in our healing process. So, you know, there's so many things that you said about what had happened with with your first and and why that was like so important for you to make sure different parameters are going into place for your second but you know i think what i've found is like why aren't these things happening for first time moms why isn't anybody telling us to be more proactive you know you always hear kind of that um, oh, it will come natural. It will be easy. You'll just know. Right. And that's what we see on social media. Yeah. And, and there that's are some things. Yeah, right. Are, we're getting better as a culture. Yeah. And I, I agree. Like, I think we are getting better and we are finding that safety more and being able to share our truth and our stories. But there still is, you're totally right. That like weird like no one talks about postpartum club. <laughs> That's the first rule. Like, I don't know where that came from. You know, it's like we have to be rainbows and sunshine and unicorns and roses all the time. And that's just not the reality. Birth is a trauma to our body and we can have trauma to our minds in that process too. And so being able to highlight that and talk about it and speak our truth and let other moms know, not in a way where we're scaring them, like that's not the purpose, because there is some of that that can happen too. And a lot of the war stories you hear, you know, like one upping one another, which is so weird to me too. But it's more of a, hey, let's talk about this as, as something that can happen. And you don't have to be resigned to be alone in it. And you don't have to be resigned to say, it's just what it is. When there, that's not true. You know, there's tools, there's things that we can do. And you hit the nail on the head when you talked about informing our support systems and building that up around us. You know, it's so key and understanding your own triggers prior to postpartum so that you can be aware and really try to practice that mindfulness and intention and looping your support systems in on that. Hey, if you start seeing X, Y, and Z behaviors, check in on me. Let's have a, let's have a conversation about how I'm feeling or 
you know, here's the things that I came up with, you know, in my list of my self-care activities in postpartum that I know I need to focus in on, help me, encourage me to pursue some of those, you know, and really get that conversation opened up before you're drowning and are in it, you know, preparing ahead of time. I I agree with you a hundred percent for first time moms. It's just, let's stop the cycle, (laughs) you know? (laughs) What are you seeing most often in, in moms that you're working with and what would you kind of say is your favorite thing to really help a mom with? Oh, that's such a good question. Mm, my favorite. I really take a holistic approach with my clients. And so I really think meeting each mom way that, where they are is so important because some moms might need the nutrition side of things the most, right? They're really depleted. They might have an iron deficiency. They might have all these obstacles working against them from a nutrition standpoint. And so we really dive deep there. And I think that that is key. Um, from the trainings that I've done and the certification program that I went through, that really was drove home to me was, you know, it, that's really the root cause of so many of these things. And so I really try to incorporate the nutrition side a lot. But the other thing that I really try to focus on is the self-care piece outside of the nutrition too, and really focusing on sleep hygiene, because that's huge for mental health. Um, And that's really difficult for us in the newborn stage, because babies don't have a sleep routine, right? And so it's like, well, how do I maximize that sleep when I can? And so I really like to focus in on that too, and just making sure that the moms have the space to share. That's my biggest and favorite thing, I think, with connecting with these moms is saying, like, your feelings are valid. Your story is important. You should feel no shame in how you're feeling or any thoughts that might come up. And then let's get you some support to help move you through that. Or maybe you just need to feel, feel that for a few minutes on this call with me, you know, and I'm going to provide you that space because I think it's so important that moms feel heard and seen. And that they have some sense of control when there's things that you can't control. So where can we find that outlet for you so that you feel empowered? Because I think that that's the biggest thing. That's why I named my coaching business what I did, Empowering Postpartum, because I feel like that's the key that we all want is to feel empowered after birth and during birth. But we feel so much like things are out of our control when we have this tiny human being that's running our lives now, you know, and, <laughs> and having that sense of empowerment is just so amazing and it feels so good. <laughs> yeah. How has your personal journey really helped you assist moms? I think just knowing, I can't say I know what you're going through because everybody's experience is unique, obviously, but at least I can say like, I've been through difficult situations that were unexpected for me and I'm on the other side now. And I think that gives a glimmer of hope to these moms. Like, okay, it feels like I am just never going to get out of this, you know, and it's so isolating. And to be able to say like, I might not have a, a magic pill that'll just solve all your problems, but hey, I'm here. Do you need me to climb in there with you for a little bit and just be? I can do that. Or are you looking for solutions and tools? Take my hand. Let's get you out. You know, so it's really been that being able to relate or at least on some level understand that struggle and to be able to have that connection with them. 
So I know that you have a masterclass that's available online. Can you kind of give us a little bit of an insight of what is on there? What's in that masterclass? What do you dive deep into? Um, just give us a little bit of information on what we could learn if we take that. Absolutely. So um, the approach that I take with my one-on-one -on -one clients is I one of the main things that we work on is creating a really in-depth postpartum plan. And I have five pillars that I really focus on with those post postpartum plans. And one of those, and in my opinion, one of the most important is self-care. And so on this masterclass, I really wanted to take a deep dive into the self-care piece where I walk moms through and birthing people through how to really set themselves up in pregnancy or perhaps they're already in postpartum, how to make sure that they're focusing on their self-care. So I really talk about the tenets of self-care and I give really actionable items on what they can do to ensure that they are really keeping their well-being at the forefront of their mind when they're trying to heal their body, when they're trying to just get to know their babe, all these things, you know, and help their family transition into this new life. It's so important to make sure that we take that and make sure ourselves are at the top of the priority list, if that makes sense. So really in that mastermind, I focus on that and I give them, um, there's also a workbook that goes along with it that they get for free um, with the signing up of the masterclass. It's pre-recorded. I did it live, but I wanted to be make it available for anybody who could benefit from it. And so they can work through the workbook and be able to have things written down for their own postpartum and to share with their support systems to make sure that they have a plan for their self-care. What are the other pillars that you break down? Yeah, so I do self-care, and then we talk a lot about um, sibling support uh, if there are older children in the family. So I have a whole, uh, a whole segment that we work through that on how to make sure that they are supported um, through the transition because it's a transition for them as well. Um, and then I talk about uh, spousal or partner support. So we talk about how we can come together. Um, it's a really difficult time for partners uh, when we bring baby home. It can put a lot of stress on a relationship. So um, in the workbook, I really have them kind of think about intentionally how they can still nurture their relationship um, to have that support for themselves. And then I also go into their feeding, infant feeding goals. Since I'm a lactation consultant, I really um, am big on whether or not they choose to breastfeed or chest feed. Um, having that plan and then having the resources if things don't go the way they are planning. Because with my own experience and having that trauma associated with my breastfeeding experience, I wanted moms to understand like having those resources figured out ahead of time can be such a lifesaver um, so that you know immediately who you can go to for help if you need support. And then the last thing is really just honing in on that nutrition side. So we really, um, I offer with my one-on-one -on -one coaching package, I offer um, a six-week nutrition plan that's formulated specifically to, you know, help moms in the postpartum timeframe heal their body, balance their hormones, you know, maximize their sleep, all the things, really replenish their depleted nutrients um, in postpartum. And so that's something that I offer as well. And we work through that and really educating on what that looks like to eat differently in postpartum. So, yeah. So with your knowledge in nutrition and also in lactation counseling and, and breastfeeding, chest feeding support, what correlation have you seen between the two of those and how important is our nutrition when it comes to lactation? Oh, I think it's so important. It's so, so important because really nutrition 
is the center, right? And so lactation is driven hormonally and by demand and supply, right? We all have heard this. But if we aren't nourishing our bodies and being able to replenish those nutrients that we lose in pregnancy, and then also to sustain a life outside of our bodies, <laughs> to nourish them through our milk, we can see disruptions in that. And you know, there and there's more and more research coming out that supports what we nourish our bodies with can impact the composition of our milk, not in a way where oh, I didn't eat perfectly, so now my milk is not good for my baby. It's never that. I never want a mom to feel like their milk is not nutritious enough for their baby. It is. But you can kind of supplement that, you know, and add more to that. And it's important for you. I always want to emphasize mom at the center too, because yes, we need to ensure that our baby is being nourished, but our nourishment is just as important. And if we're not getting the things we need, it's going to impact our ability to care for our child in a lot of different aspects. So really focusing in on healing our bodies, you know, ensuring that our bodies are getting what it needs to be able to give us the energy and the restful sleep and all of those things that are so important for lactation. It's also tied, tied together and connected. Yeah. And, you know, I've always um, understood that, you know, if we're not getting all of the proper nutrients and and nourishing ourselves as fully as we can, our baby is going to be the first one to take those right. from us. So exactly. we're almost, you know, depleting ourselves even more. If we're already, you know, undernourished, then um, our baby is going to either when we're still pregnant, they're going to pull what they need from us. And then afterwards, if we're breastfeeding, you know, they are going to continue to pull what they need from our milk out of us and it's going to serve our, our baby first. So we really need to be thinking about, you know, filling ourselves up with with more nourishing, healing food so that we can still be getting what we need after they are done consuming the nutrients that they need. Absolutely. Yeah. Calcium comes to mind for sure. There's a few other really big key nutrients that our body's like, oh, you're not getting enough. Then let's pull it from your bones. Let's pull it from wherever else we can find it, right? To make sure that baby is getting it. You're absolutely right. So we deserve to have that replenishment, you know, and we need it because we don't want complications down the line. How we heal and how we nourish ourselves in postpartum can affect so much in our future too, you know? So it's like, let's take care of ourselves now before there's bigger problems down the line. What are some of your favorite types of foods to recommend to a mom that's going to help with her lactation? I love that. So for sure, my my ultimate favorite food is always bone broth. It is just, it's one of those nutritious foods that is just almost like wholly nutritious within itself, you know, that and eggs. Eggs is a simple, just such nutrient-dense food that really is easy to access for a lot of people. Um, So no matter what your financial situation might be, eggs are usually fairly affordable. So being able to fit that in. And then the bone broth, really, it just has that high-fat, high-protein content that is so needed for your body to be able to heal the birthing wounds to be able to support your hormones, all of those things. And that in turn is going to support your lactation. So being able to really focus in on that and giving your body what it needs to be able to heal fully so that it can do its thing with the lactation side of of things is just 
so supportive for your body and for your little one too. You know, you can really up your, um, your fat content in your milk. Actually, that's one of the things that they're finding in the newer research with milk composition, um, certain fats that, uh, are really key for brain development and all these other things in the baby is actually impacted by the quality that you're taking into your, into your diet. And so bone broth is a really, really great way to do that. Um, cause it really just pulls in all of the yummy deliciousness that we need in like a slow cooked broth, um, to really help with all of those things. Yeah. I couldn't agree more. And like yeah. also, so I don't eat meat, which is oh, like, yeah. oh, so sorry. Were you like, so Oh, long. stop talking about no, it. <laughs> no, but like, I know, like, yeah. you know, like that was like something that I was like hearing and knowing and whatnot. So like I have done vegetable broth with adding fats into it, like coconut oil and olive oil and things like that. And really just upping that fat content, you know, even like avocados and things like that, like those are going to be really helpful if you aren't consuming meat. So there's, you know, there is like different alternatives and things like that. And also I have a sensitivity to eggs. So oh, you're like, none of this is helping, Desi. <laughs> but you know, like having that like background in nutrition and really like understanding like what's going on and what we're finding like f- from those foods and like what we really need from that, I'm able to kind of like be like, okay, well, if we need like fats, like how else can we get it? If we need like that, like really good warming foods, like how else can we get it? You know, and I think understanding that like when you're working with somebody, you know, who is knowledgeable of these things, it's, it's easier than just kind of trying to like figure it out for yourself. And you're going to have somebody like, on your side, like leading you through that and taking the guesswork out of it, I feel like is so beneficial because you don't have to take the time to do all the research and, and, you know, get certified at all the wonderful things that we're, we're spending our time like doing. You're able to just be like, okay, like, this is what's going on. And also like explaining to them, like if you have dietary restrictions or if you have like different things that, you know, like you were saying, like financial constraints or things like that, like, you know, we can work around that and we can like tend to your needs and make sure that you're getting something. Or if like you're having like common, and I say common symptoms, but like, you know, hair loss, I think so many moms talk about and I too was very much like oh okay this is just what's supposed to happen and I think we're starting to understand now you know just because it's common doesn't mean it's normal and these things that other moms are just kind of bouncing off like leaving it as you know oh it's fine like that's just part of motherhood you know when I've been able to see the other side of it and say like, oh, wait, no, like that's a like, you know, depletion in our body. Like that's what's happening there. Right. Trusting your body that it's telling you something for sure. Yeah. And having that person say, yes, I hear you. I see you. And we can do something about it to a certain extent. is so empowering. Yeah. For sure. So what kind of transformations have you really seen in moms who are, you know, focusing more on their nutrition or going through these self-care practices and really just working on, you know, that end of things in the postpartum period? 
Oh my gosh, it's so beautiful to see. And I've had several um, of my clients experience similar things, which really drives home the fact that I think every mom would benefit from something like this. Because some of the biggest things that I've seen for transformations are just being able to be present. And I think that that, for me, that was another aspect of my first experience with the fog from the anxiety and the depression. I literally do not remember months of my son's life. And it's devastating for me to think back about that. And I've made peace with that. And I have healed from that trauma and that um, hole that I've had in my mothering journey. But it's still, it's impactful because if I would have been able to focus and be more present because my body was getting what it needed, because I was focusing in on my nutrition, and I had somebody to say, I see you, I hear you. Here's some places we can have some control in what you're experiencing. I think I would have maybe been able to have those memories be more than just on my phone. And that's what's hard, you know, and I'm so thankful that I was at least present enough to take the pictures and the videos because I can look back at those and be like, oh my gosh, this is beautiful, you know, but I don't have them here. I don't have them in my mind. So being able to be present is just one of the biggest transformations that I've seen in my, in my people that I've worked with and being able to say like, you know what, my needs are important and I do need to prioritize them so that I can show up better for my kids, connect with my spouse or my partner if I'm partnered, all these things. It just, it all starts from there and it can come out more naturally and we can really just enjoy this time. You know, there's so much now that's about the depression and the anxiety and all of this stuff post-birth when I want people to be able to reclaim that time and be able to say, you know what? Yes, it's hard. And there's going to be sleepless nights and there's going to be some healing pain and all these things. It's, it's natural to be able to go through that, but it doesn't have to be the whole story. You know, we can really learn to enjoy this time and reclaim that for ourselves. And so I think that's, that's definitely the biggest transformation is the presence, the, the intentional mindfulness, you know, being able to connect. And of course, just, you know, being able to have just less of the anxiety symptoms, less of the depression symptoms because their needs are getting met. You know, I think so much of that, yes, there are some genetic proponent, proponents to mental health. Absolutely. Um, and I, I even experienced some anxiety with my second child, even though I had so much that I had done to prepare for that. But the difference was, is I had the tools to be able to get myself back on track quickly. So I could focus in more on certain things to eat or yes, sleep is a huge trigger for me. I need to get more sleep in. So being able to be more mindful about what my body and what my mind needs um, and seeing that in my clients as well, being able to understand their body and what they need um, before that they're already drowning. And it's, it's too hard to see, you know, there's just this fog that's around them. So yeah, I think those are my biggest transformations for sure. (laughs) That's amazing. Yeah. I think, you know, it's so great to know that there are resources out there to be able to help us navigate and process and really, you know, like you said, be more present in motherhood, because I think that's ultimately, you know, something that we all want. We want to be able to remember these moments with our children. We want to be able to enjoy them. Like we understand there's going to be these difficult times, but if we're in such a anxious and depressed state, 
it's hard to really process what's going on around us and we're literally in that survival mode of a sense we're just kind of like going day by day and like working through everything and just you know doing what we need to do to survive and my hope is you know for moms to be more aware of what can occur and what can happen so that we're at least acknowledging these emotions and being able to find the help that we need faster. You know, how you said it was like a year before you even were able to talk about it. You know, it was about six months for me postpartum that I was literally just crying on the floor, like, where do I go? What do I do? And I think like, it's really unfortunate that a lot of moms do feel like stuck and feel like this is just what motherhood is supposed to be and they're not able to be on that level of recognizing hey I can get help like I can you know ask for help and some sort of progression will occur when I start to just at least like get that rolling yes the strength and vulnerability you know and I think that that's so key is because there's this culturally driven expectation to be the super mom, right? The Instagram model mom where I can do everything and anything. And so if we have that imprinted on our expectations of motherhood, when we get into it and we're not living up to that ideal, we feel less than, and then we are scared to have that conversation and that vulnerability when that is really where the strength comes through and where we can really connect more deeply instead of just scrolling on Instagram and liking these beautiful pictures let's let's talk about the hard truths and then move through it together and be able to support one another in coming out to the other side of it so that we can enjoy the full spectrum of motherhood and not just like this tiny narrow little aspect that actually doesn't really exist most of the time <laughs> you yeah. know so what is one thing that you've kind of learned throughout motherhood that you wish you could kind of go back in time and tell yourself in those initial first few weeks, months, days even to kind of make the process a little bit more manageable? I love that. So 100% plan for your postpartum. I will always say that when anybody ever asks me, what is some advice you have for first time moms? And I will always, always say, plan for your postpartum like you do your birth. Make it a priority to understand what you need to feel seen, heard, and in control in some aspect. It doesn't have to be, you might have to do some things that you weren't expecting, but where can you find the support through that? What does your body need? What kind of nourishment can you give your body? To help with your recovery? Who can you rely on in your community, in your familiar um, space of people who can be there for you? Um, identify those resources. Understand what resources are very available to you in your community too. So often moms don't understand there's beautiful programs built for first-time moms. One of my clients, I was able to actually hook her up with a free scholarship for postpartum doula. She had no idea that was even a resource in her community. So it's just having that space and knowledge on how to prepare for your postpartum 
And don't be afraid to partner with somebody who has been through the other side and can have the mental capacity that you might not have <laughs> when you're dealing with newborn to help you understand how to make that happen and how to make that transformation so much more beautiful and supported. I love that. So where can we find you at on social media? You know, like wh- where are different avenues of how we can get in contact with you. Yeah. So I do a lot of my work through my Facebook group. It's a private Facebook group um, on Facebook, obviously. And uh, I do a lot of free trainings there, free coaching every week um, for folks to get in on and help and support. So that's postpartum healing, nutrition, and breastfeeding support on Facebook. Um, and really that's the best venue to be able to connect with me. And I also, um, have an email that I check very often. It's just jesse at empoweringpostpartum.com. Perfect. Awesome. Well, this has been a wonderful conversation and I'm so thankful for you, you know, coming on the podcast and really just sharing everything that you've learned throughout motherhood and, and what you you know, hope for new moms to learn. Well, thank you so much. It's been such an honor being able to be on here and connect with you and all your listeners. And I'm excited to to hear more stories and journeys through your podcast. It's a beautiful podcast. (laughs) Well, this wraps up yet another episode of Entering Motherhood. I hope that you have found this episode helpful. And if you liked it, please share it with others who might also benefit from this information. If there's anything that you'd like to know more about, or maybe you know someone who'd like to be on the show, please visit my website, enteringmotherhood.com. I'm so thrilled to be going on this journey with you and getting the amazing opportunity to help moms during this postpartum experience. You can also now find us on Instagram and Facebook at Entering Motherhood.